Morgan and challenge the both of you for the WWE Women's Tag Team Championships at WrestleMania. This isn't the house that AJ Styles built. This house was built long before AJ Styles ever stepped foot in this ring. This is the house that Randy Orton built. Guys like you would not have made it in my world. The game. There is nothing, nothing that this man hasn't done in this business. Except beat me. Give it to me. Give me what I want. You want me and Mania? Is that what this is about? You're on. Welcome back to another edition of Wrestling is Trash, a nonsensical podcast where we talk about professional wrestling past, present, and quite possibly the future. Um, before we get started, here's a couple of things that you need to know about the show. You can follow this show on Twitter at Wrestling B Trash. You can also follow it on Instagram at Wrestling is Trash. And if you want to find all the episodes uh, previous to this episode, you can go to WrestlingIsTrash.com. Also, if you want to be a part of the show, you can uh, tag your questions on any of those social media outlets using the hashtag WitTalk. That's W-I-T-T-A-L-K. And you can also email the show to mail at WrestlingIsTrash.com. And if you want to leave a voicemail, you could do so at 305. No, I lied. 304. 305. This is Miami. I wish I was in Miami feeling the breeze and the cool air and whatnot. But it's 304 825 Now, we are mere days away from WrestleMania emanating from the MetLite Stadium. And um, I'm going to be there in the flesh. I'm going to be there in person. First time that far up northeast of the United States in uh, the New York, New Jersey area. And accompanying me also is one of my guests joining me this evening, uh, Nick Anacelli. What's good? And also returning um, guy that always seems to be in the know, always give us some good analysis about WWE financials and whatnot, and just uh, all around cool wrestling fan himself, King Ajar. Hey, what's up? Yeah, so I mean, we got a couple of things. I mean, Ajar said he wanted to say some things. Uh, Nick is excited for some things. He just met Lacey Evans a couple of days ago, like in person. They had an Instagram video together. They slapping high fives and doing pull ups on the pull up bar and shit. So he got some things he want to get out there. Oh wow! And uh, yeah, I just I want to talk wrestling because it's almost WrestleMania. It's almost time i got my plane ticket i got my rental car i got a place to stay thanks to nick and i got a ticket thanks to mrs b rob so i'm hyped the fuck up (laughs) yeah boy um yep so rob do you want me to kind of give you what i texted you about the two kind of rumor uh, booking yes. scenarios for yeah, WrestleMania yeah. before we get into our predictions. Yeah, before we kick the card off and the predictions and whatnot, give me what you got. All right. So, number one, um, everybody knows, obviously, the plan is for Kofi Kingston to win the title at Mania. They have a lot of Kofi Mania t-shirts. They have a shoe coming out that weekend. But 
there is talk that there is this swerve going to happen, which is, so everybody follow along. Seth Rollins is going to beat Brock Lesnar mm-hmm. in the middle of the card for the title. Mm-hmm. Later on, going to be Daniel Bryan against Kofi Kingston. Kofi Kingston is going to win the match. Mm-hmm. As he's celebrating with the New Day, Vincent Mann comes out and he says, you're a B-plus player. I need an A-plus player to win my WWE title. Brock Lesnar's music hits. He comes out. He de- destroys Kofi. He leaves WrestleMania as the SmackDown or the WWE champion. So that's one rumor oh. that I have from a pretty good source. Oh, God, no. <laughs> Please, God. The only, so I hope that does not happen. Please, no. The only reason I could see that happening it's because of the big Fox deal. Yeah, that too. Yeah, uh, it mm-hmm. makes it makes sense in the vein That's, of that or whatever. But please, God, don't let that happen. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's number one. Number two, everybody knows the main event: women's triple threat: mm-hmm. Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch, Ronda Rousey. There is a a hot rumor in the offices of WWE that Ronda Rousey this past Monday Night Raw went to Vince McMahon and told him that she is not going to lose to Becky Lynch. She felt like she crossed the line with the stuff about her husband, and she originally refused to even tap because she is a real MMA fighter, and she felt like that would cheapen her brand. Mm-hmm. So she was willing to take the pinfall I can kind of understand Becky. that. But now she's not even interested in taking the fall to Becky. But hold on, there's a reason. Mm-hmm. Becky is going to beat Charlotte when Charlotte's belt the next night on Raw Ronda vacates the Raw women's title allowing a tournament to happen where a Charlotte could potentially win that title because Fox is really intent on Becky staying on Smackdown and then next year's Wrestlemania main event is actually going to be Becky Lynch against Ronda Rousey as Ronda Rousey returns at the Royal Rumble, wins the Royal Rumble, and fights Becky Lynch next year. So it's a year, it's kind of like the Rock Cena yeah. thing. So that, those are, now these are from somebody who is in, I'm just going to point this out. This is somebody in WWE marketing. I will not reveal my source, but this is a person who works for this company. And the person has told me that they believe that it's, a rumor that is designed to leak on purpose mm-hmm. so people like yourselves, Rob, or yourselves, Nick, who are going to the arena are a little nervous yeah. that their favorites, whether it's be Kofi or Becky, don't actually get the ending that you want. So it could be a swerve, and this person believes that this is a rumor started by the office to get more buzz and that none of this will actually happen. I hope that Becky God. will beat Ronda. And Kofi will walk out of WrestleMania as the champ. So that, those are my two breaking. Oh, and then the third is SmackDown might be going to three hours. Okay, so those are my three things. Man. Yeah, I read the three-hour thing. Yeah. So honestly, the, if yeah. the Becky thing, if what you said about that, if it happens that way, I wouldn't be mad. Because at the end of the day, mm-hmm. Becky wins. Becky gets the pyro. Becky gets her moment. Becky stays on SmackDown. Honestly, that wouldn't bother me at all. Yeah. And I was honestly expecting, even with all the rumors, I was still expecting Becky to make Charlotte tap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I was expecting you know, Becky I to win the title I, by tapping out Charlotte and Beck and Ronda spazzing out the next day on Raw. 
And then that's what leads to her kind of departure so she could start her family. That's what I was already kind of thinking. Mm-hmm. Well, let me ask you this. If before Charlotte won the title, I think that was the scenario that we all thought would happen because it protects Ronda. She loses her belt, but she doesn't actually have to take the fall. Charlotte's just happy to be in this main event because she really shouldn't be there. Yeah. And, you know, um, you know, Becky gets the pyro and everything. But then when, when Charlotte won, then the marketing folks, and again, I know somebody in marketing told me that this is all set up for the four horsewomen curtain call. And that the next night on Raw, they would actually start becoming a gang. Like the next night, it would be the rest of the women's roster against them playing off the ear net that they hold all the other women back. Mm-hmm. And then that was going to be kind of the storyline going forward where, you know, you have the Naomi's and the Mandy's and the Sonya's and the Zoe, all of the women kind of gang up on these four women, but they get their, their curtain call because to them, these are the four women that really kind of propelled this thing and they're their four women. So there is that feeling that you're still going to get the curtain call where Rousey will take the fall and you'll get all four holding their titles with the fireworks. And next night, you set off the kind of storyline of who's going to take these four women out because there's the War Games rumor, there's the you know Survivor Series rumor of, of them being in War Games against the NXT four, and then the next night on Survivor Series against the WWE four. So who knows? But... I think the four horsewomen curtain call is actually what's going to happen. That's my, that'll be my prediction, but I'm kind of spoiling it when we get to that part of the card. But that's going to be my prediction. And you know what? I mean, that, I that, that Photoshop picture has been floating around for even people started talking about this conclusion and whatnot of them holding the titles up at the end of WrestleMania. And for the life of me, I do not want this shit to happen. <laughs> I don't give a fuck about this four horsewoman so, shit. The <laughs> only way I'd want that four horsewoman thing to happen is, in, honestly, if Ronda and her four horsewoman attack. I think that'd be a kind of cool way to end WrestleMania. Like, have um, the pyro, have everyone walking out of the stadium, and then, boom, they all come out of nowhere. I don't think that's going to happen. Hold, hold on. Uh, Duke and Schaefer, they're not at that level of capacity. I don't think they're ever quite ready. They're 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 yeah. they're, ama- they're they're amateurs. Now, I know we're not supposed to do fantasy booking on this show, but before I, I give my fantasy booking idea, Rob, yes. I have to ask this. Why are you not why do you not want to see that? Is it because you already saw it in NXT organically mm-hmm. and this seems a little bit more kind of marketing driven, or is it because you just it's like you don't want your WrestleMania to end in a corny kind of curtain call manner. I don't. I just don't. <sighs> All this shit. I just want. I just want Becky to get the recognition she yeah. deserves. Yeah, I don't want her to share her shit. Pretty much. I mean, the women's tag titles uh-huh. is over there doing their own thing, and then they shoehorn Charlotte into this whole bullshit or whatever. Because it's either. I mean, no offense, but I mean, it's either her or Sasha. You know, Becky's been sprinkled around there with history making moments as well. But it's just like, if you're going to give somebody a fucking moment, let it just be one motherfucker to have their fucking moment and not have to split it up between all these other motherfuckers. Well, 
Just let her have a shit That's, and be well, done Well, okay, with but hold on, though. Hold on, hold on. Whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute. I have to I have to disagree, and I'll tell you why. Not because I'm a Sasha fan or even a fan of all four women, but did Chris Benoit's moment oh, God. get ruined by Eddie Guerrero? <laughs> <laughs> no, hold on. Yeah. Chris, I know. Because yeah. Chris, Chris Benoit won the main event of WrestleMania 20. Eddie Guerrero had the WWE title. And when Chris Benoit turned around, Eddie Guerrero was there, and they hugged, and everybody were... Now, obviously... That's that a whole different has been story. Tarnished because one guy's a killer and then the other guy sadly passed away. Mm-hmm. But like you think of WrestleMania closing moments, and the one that I think is the best, in my opinion, because I'm a, I'm a fan of this person, is Macho Man holding Elizabeth up, yeah. winning the title. Like that's the one that sticks out to me. But I, I, you know what? I understand both of your points. Like this has been the year of Becky Lynch. She's been literally carrying this, not only the, the women's division, but she's been really carrying the company for the last seven months. And to have her minted as the star without, because because again, the only problem I'd have with Charlotte coming back into that picture is what, they're all of a sudden friends again? Yeah, that. When they've been killing each other for a year. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> they've been killing each other for a year. So then pretty much what they've done is, but then... You can make the case, though. That's what happened with Sasha and Bailey, and nobody complained in yeah. Brooklyn when that happened. And then, I mean, it's, it's all right. Here's, here's what I'll say it's, about it's that, all though. convoluted because, anyway. Because, like, all right, before Becky got hurt that one time, and she had to pick somebody to go on to fight in her place. Oh, she, she picked fucking Charlotte. So, so bad. Why didn't they just pick? Why didn't she just? That was so stupid. Why didn't she just pick Oscar? Yeah. Could you imagine of what that would have done for Oscar? If Oscar. Yeah, go ahead, Nick. Oh, so speaking of Oscar, I was obviously at SmackDown the other night, and when I heard Oscar's music hit and Charlotte's, and they were announcing like the title match, I was kind of confused, and I was thinking at first like, all right, I think Becky's gonna come out, interfere, and Oscar's gonna get the win. So Oscar gets the win, Charlotte gets screwed, doesn't really hurt anyone. When Charlotte won. You and I was in a small arena. That place probably had seven thousand people in it. That arena is not that big. You should have seen the crowd's reaction. Because I was standing, and the whole row in front of me was avid WWE fans, guys and girls, and they were like, "What the fuck is this?" Like everyone was so freaking confused. Like no one reacted. If there was reactions on TV, was placed in there. Cause that arena wait, 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 really whoa, 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 Nick, now you're breaking news here. Okay, so I watched SmackDown Live, and when I heard Oscar's music hit, because, you know, at home, you're a lot, you can process stuff faster because you're not in the moment. Yeah. I remember I looked at my wife, and I'm like, oh, my God, Charles going to win the title. But I thought she was going to, like, cheat to win the title. I didn't think she'd beat her clean. Yeah. You know what? When, when... She won the the title on TV, Nick. If, I don't know if you watched it back on DVR. It sounded like 50 to 60% of the arena was giving Charlotte a standing ovation oh, on hell. TV. And that's... it's so so much so that, um, oh, God, I told him to go to, but on um, wrestling, on not Wrestling Observer, but oh, what's the other one? The one that Bubba Ray and Busted Open. Uh, oh, Busted Open? Busted Open. Busted open. The next night, they were talking about how damaged Oscar is because Charlotte, a clear heel, is getting such a rousing ovation, 
and that that proves that she belongs in the main event. And I'm like, you know what? I can't argue with them because on TV, it did come across like that. You were there, so obviously you know more than I do. But it came across on TV like Charlotte got a rousing ovation. No, everyone around it was did. Like very confused. I can say that constantly. But Twitter, Twitter lost its mind, though. <laughs> Twitter lost its mind because Justice for Asuka trended. So, I mean, Twitter lost its mind. But my booking idea, and I want you guys to give me your honest opinion, was Rousey loses at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. The next night, Asuka... Shayna and the other two women, or sorry, Asuka, um, Naomi, pick somebody else, and Shayna become like the new version of the Four Horsewomen um, MMA, because, you know, Asuka has that kind of MMA pedigree. Maybe it's Sonya, maybe it's um, Sarah Logan. I don't know. I had an idea about Asuka leading a charge of women to beat up the Four Horsewomen because she's been wronged by, you know, by Charlotte, not necessarily anybody else, but I had an idea of Asuka getting her own click and being like the foil to the four horsewomen. But I think the problem with that is I think the crowd will actually cheer Asuka. And if, if they go down that path, they better make the other four women heels, but they can't make Becky a heel and they can't make Sasha and Bailey heel. So I just don't think they can do that. But I think this could help Asuka because I think the crowd is so behind her now because there's, they feel so mad for her that she could become white hot. And you never know. You, this might be the best thing that ever happened to Oscar. Like, look what happened to Becky when she didn't win money in the bank. The yeah. crowd really got behind her again. Yeah. So I just kind of felt like, yeah. you know, she lost. And I was like, what the fuck? And then I kind of felt like, well, we do have one more week. And damn, they can get a rematch in there. She could probably get her belt back. But I mean, it's not. She probably won't be on TV this week. Yeah, she's on the Battle Royal. Yeah, she's in the Battle Royal. Battle Royal, and it's like. So speaking of the Battle Royal, like, (laughs) I guess the Battle Royal can be the first match we talk about. Yeah, go ahead. I'm gonna speak on all of us, but I could I could be wrong. Um, it's got to be (laughs) Oscar. I feel like if WWE took this away from her, it has to be Oscar who wins this thing. I don't know. I mean, I, I kind of felt the I'm, same I'm, way as well, but I mean, who knows, man? I mean, I, I can kind of agree with that. But no, you. I, I can see what you think of last year. I didn't think Naomi was going to win with Sasha, Bailey, and Becky in it. I didn't think Naomi was going to win, and she won. Mm-hmm. Well, I just that was that was awesome. a booking change. That was a that was a booking change and it was a penalty like the original plan for that battle royal was was going to be sasha was going to win and she was going to throw bailey out at the end because that you know that was what yeah that's what they was doing at the time but because but because of sasha and and i guess a little bit of bailey really yelling at vince but the the story's out on the internet but the, the truth is that sasha really laid into vince and really yelled at him, like where I think it earned him a lot of. He respected her more, but a lot of the producers came up to Vince and said, "You can't give her the battle royal win because you're basically telling everybody in the locker room they could just yell and scream and swear at you and get their way. So you could keep her in it to the end, but you can't make her win. And that's really what happened. Naomi was not supposed to win that battle royal until like two hours before showtime, and. 
you know, it was supposed to be Sasha winning, screwing Bailey, leading to Bailey kind of turning, you know, on her. But, you know, that was a last minute decision. But yeah, like, Naomi was not supposed to win that battle royal, but I know who's going to win the battle royal this year, and it's not Oscar. And I have my prediction, but I'll let you go, Rob. Um, yeah, I was kind of siding with Nick and everything about um, Oscar p- potentially uh, winning, kind of making her way back to uh, what she lost. But um, you can go ahead with yours. Oh, I'm. You know what? This is a person who Nick just met. My prediction is Lacey Evans. Yeah, this, you know, thinking about it now that. You know, it makes sense if she's. Yeah, gonna... she could. I, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be surprised at all if she did. I, I think Lacey Evans is winning. I think she's throwing out nineteen nasties, <laughs> and you know, I think, I think this is the start of the Lacey Evans rocket because the WWE is infatuated with her story. She has a great story. If you listen to her on Lillian's podcast, she's been through a lot. She's overcome a lot. She's military. She's a business owner. Um, she looks. I mean, she looks like Charlotte's clone, right? I mean, she looks like Charlotte. So, to me, I think Lacey Evans, I mean, I was originally going to pick Mandy, then I was going to pick Sonya, then I thought about it before we joined, and I said, I'm picking Lacey Evans. She's winning. That's my prediction. That's my. That's what my my personal pick who I want to win is. Yeah. Of course. But, uh, I'm going with Lacey next, Evans, yep. We got the Andre the Giant one. So before we get into it, obviously there's the whole thing where Braun Strowman said, you know, like, guys, I'll just say right now my pick's Braun. But if you look at the list, and this disappoints me, mm-hmm. it has Matt and Jeff Hardy in it. Mm-hmm. So they're really telling me either they're not, because the Usos aren't advertised for it. So it's either they're really having a SmackDown tag team match without the Hardys in it, or the Usos just aren't announced for it yet. But I think that's terrible that Matt and Jeff Hardy are actually potentially in this match. Mm-hmm. I think it's terrible Braun Strowman's in it as well. But things could change because it has Andrade in it. And like and like we were saying earlier, maybe Andrade gets wrapped in. But, yeah, my pick's Braun Strowman. I just hope Matt and Jeff Hardy face the Usos. I really want to see that. I Rob? think that Braun is a pick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think... I think Braun's the unanimous pick. Yeah, I mean, unless they do some celebrity shenanigans shit. You know? No. God, I hope not. No, what I was really hoping, though, I mean, I don't think they don't have enough time because, I mean, because WrestleMania is this upcoming weekend. I thought Braun Strowman was going to pop up on Saturday Night Live and fuck them two up or fuck up the set or something. I would have loved to seen something like that. (laughs) My my original pick for this... Oh, sorry. No, continue. No, no. My my original pick before, obviously, I think it's Braun too. But my other idea was Rob Gronkowski. Yeah, because he just announced his retirement and everything. So, and he was given an award with Stephanie McMahon and Shane in attendance. And Stephanie tweeted, "Hey, Rob, if you ever interested, the door is open for you." And I'm just wondering if maybe he doesn't actually become a wrestler, but he does something like this to see if he likes it. I mean, you know. Yeah, him and Jinder can have their uh, stare down. But even if Braun does win the Battle Royal, hasn't he been like the most wasted two years of his career? Like, he's been wasted just as badly as they wasted Sasha the last two years. Like, what is Braun? Braun has wrestled with Nick 
his partner, the kid. And then this year he's in the Battle Royal. And then the previous year he was in the Battle Royal. So, like, for all the build-up of Braun Strowman. And it's not so much. He really has. I mean, it kind of doesn't seem, I mean, I mean, we all obviously want him to be, you know, in a better position, you know, as far as storylines and title opportunities and whatnot. But to me, he seems like how, um, you know, Kane was once upon a time, you know, WrestleMania roll around or whatever. Him and Pete Rose would always be getting into some shit like that. Or he has some kind of celebrity involvement, like with Drew Carey and stuff like that. That's what kind of Braun reminds me of right now. WrestleMania come around, he has some kind of gimmicky celebrity type thing going on with him as opposed to being in a main program as part of the show. I just um, was going to say, well, because originally before Roman made that announcement in October, I guess the scheduled universal match was supposed to be him and Dean. So I think the original plan, I think they were dead set on another Braun Brock match. But then with the whole Roman thing happening and all that, I think that's what took that away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't think they want to put him in like the Intercontinental match because it's either him or Finn. Like, I think they can always build Braun up. Mm-hmm. I think that's how they look at it. Yeah. Because, I mean, he's in a. I mean, obviously the fans like him, the crowd likes him. I mean, but he's just not what they use him for the storylines and shit, you know? there's no there's not a spot for him to fit in even though they can put him literally anywhere and he can just do what he does but as far as my pick goes for the men's battle royal or whatever um usually i don't never have a pick for that you know i just kind of like to enjoy those for what they are and just whatever happens happens because we've had some random motherfuckers to win these things and it never been like from what i can remember i mean yeah from what i can remember i mean there's never been a winner to where it's been kind of like storyline driven after that. You know, they just won to win it. Like Mojo. Yeah, Mojo, fucking Matt Hardy. Corbin. Corbin. Yeah. Uh, Big Show. Goddamn. Yeah. <laughs> Cesaro. <laughs> yeah, Cesaro. He was the Every first. single one. <laughs> yeah. So I don't then- have a pick. I just, I, I pick to sit in the arena and watch it. That's all I do. <laughs> we good to move on or does anyone else want to say anything else? Nah, you good. No, I think that I don't think this deserves that any more of our time. <laughs> so this one, I'll be honest, I'm not a 205 guy. I think Buddy Murphy's great from watching him on the pre-show, unfortunately, every pay-per-view. I think he deserves a little more. But him and uh, Tony Nese, friggin', I don't know. Buddy Murphy's had that title since like October, so I kind of want to say Tony maybe get his time to shine. But I honestly I I don't know. This is just this is how how Rob treats the battle royal is how I'm going to treat this. I'm just going to sit there and enjoy it. Honestly, I guess I'll go Buddy Murphy or Kane's just because why not? Mm-hmm. What you got, Joe? Uh, all right, uh, Buddy Murphy's winning because he's going to lose that title to Johnny Gargano. That's why. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, I haven't been keeping up with 205 Live as well, but um, from what they presented of Buddy Murphy when they brought him on to the roster, him and uh, Nice was tight. So I don't know if the story has changed to where, you know, they kind of fell out and this is kind of what a uh, blow off between the, the their rivalry, which has been made. But um, it logically made sense to me from what I saw in the past up until now. I mean, 
he was always his sidekick. Tony Nese was always Buddy Murphy's sidekick in this whole thing and whatnot. And, um, you know, it was just about time. Usually when you have somebody that hangs close to the champ, they eventually either get them an opportunity at the title or it's just like they fall out and he wins the opportunity for the title. So um, as far as picks go, I also pick Buddy Murphy as well. Right, well, not much to say there. Next one, probably everyone's most anticipated match. Baron Corbin and Kurt Angle. Yeah, because there's so much surrounding this, ain't it? A lot of people are speculating that, you know, he's just going to go in there and tap out Corbin in like five seconds and he's going to fight somebody else. Some say John Cena, some say The Undertaker, or somebody say some something else. But um, opinions and thoughts from you two gentlemen. Um, all right. So I, I hear Kurt Angle's all about putting over younger talent. Mm-hmm. I heard Kurt Angle, from what I've read, I could be wrong. Adrock sounds like he definitely knows more than I do. I heard Angle was not happy about this. Mm-hmm. Like I heard he kind of That's why they're doing all these other good matches now Like him and Ray Him and AJ Styles Him and Samoa Joe To kind of make up for it mm-hmm. So I I hate to say it But I think it's going to be Corbin mm-hmm. Even though most people do go out on their back This is the time I'd rather see Kurt Angle go out on top Yeah, but lo- Especially how he keeps winning all these other matches Yeah And logically as far as storyline purposes go He wants revenge so I mean I can understand that from a storyline perspective yeah okay so I um I will I will break some more news so my source my same source the night where they announced Baron Corbin was going to be the opponent for Kurt Angle and Kurt Angle's wife tweeted how disappointing it was or, or demoralizing or whatever Baron Corbin came back through the curtain and Vince McMahon said, this match ain't happening because he could not believe how negative the reaction was. Now that was always the original plan. Corbin was always the original plan. This isn't some, Oh, we're going to say Corbin, but you're going to know we're going to really mean John Cena. Mm -hmm. No, like Corbin was the plan and Kurt Angle voiced, displeasure and said, look, this is not how I want my last match to be, but they're like, okay, I'm a company guy. But the reaction was so awful that the rumor is that somebody is going to take Corbin out Mm -hmm. before WrestleMania, and then it's going to be a surprise, uh, you know, opponent. Now the root, there are rumors undertaker, Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's going to be Undertaker because I don't think Undertaker is going to lose. Uh-huh. Cena has already said he's willing to lose to Kurt Angle. Mm-hmm. And then the other rumor is, um, oh Nate. my God, it just hit me. Uh, no, 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 no. It's Jason Jordan. Oh God. That would be kind of cool. Because that's a suck. And you know, and yeah, or, but no. And or, or, if, originally, if they common sense. They know that did not go over well. Well, shit. But like originally, you know, I talked about this many months back. I talked about this when um they did the whole reveal with uh Jason Jordan. You know, I'm doing air quotes, being his son and whatnot. That it was gonna build to a match with them to ending it off at like WrestleMania or some other bigger event. You know, I, I felt that, you know, from the very beginning. And, you know, if it was to happen that way, you know, I wouldn't be mad at that because it's just reaffirming that I was fucking right. <laughs> but, uh, 
yeah i don't know man it's just um it can it's up in the air and you can go either way but um baron corbin i like the guy i mean i just think from what they've been utilizing him he's just been you know in a shitty position you know even though he's been in like a lot of uh angles on tv and whatnot and getting a lot of tv time i think he's just been misused and he need to, he need to get away from that fucking Ruby Tuesdays vest shirt thing that he got on. Yeah, <laughs> I was just going to say, like, I, I I don't mind Corbin. Even from his entrance music, I like the end of days finisher. It's just, like, the shaved head doesn't bother me either. Mm-hmm. It's that, that the, the, this frigging, you know, the, the outfit. I can't do it. I can't take Kurt Angle, one of the greats, and literally an Olympic gold medalist losing to a dude and a vest and dress pants. Mm-hmm. Now, I could believe George from John Cena. <laughs> but not, not the dress that. pants in the social. <laughs> not Ruby Tuesday. So, uh, the Baron Corbin yeah. thing is interesting because um, Baron Corbin was originally given the big push because they did a survey with women fans in NFT, and the majority of the women thought Baron Corbin was hot. Mm-hmm. So Same that's why you've right? seen this push. Yeah, something like that. The, the women thought he was really hot, so they're like, okay, push him. But Baron Corbin in NXT is way better than Baron Corbin currently. Oh, yeah. Well, most people are better in NXT. Yeah, but like just his that whole, is- oh, yeah, that, yeah, you are right. But his overall presentation there, if they would have <laughs> took that and moved it up here, it would have been way better <laughs> yeah like people you could tell like when I, I went to Money in the Bank in 2017 when Corbin won the briefcase you could tell he had people behind him like when he won people were legitimately cheering him winning the briefcase and there were boos like from the people because he plays the heel really well you gotta think he's got a lot of cheers and there was dudes like AJ Styles Shinsuke and Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn in that match mm-hmm and he still got cheers. Yeah, and it was something new as well. Yeah, and then didn't he, yeah. Then apparently, right, he uh, got it taken away because he made a, like an ignorant comment to the doctors. I don't know. Isn't that what the big deal is? That's why he dropped it. Uh, I'm not sure, but um, what we got next, my man? So, yeah, the Miz and Shane McMahon false count anywhere. I'm honestly looking forward to this. Face Miz isn't terrible. Mm-hmm. I'm picking the Miz, but I have to like a heel Miz better. But false count anywhere. Who knows what Shane's gonna jump off? I don't even know if Shane knows that yet. But um, yeah, I'm going with uh, I'm going with Miz. I think it's gonna be a good match. I'm happy they made it a match like this, so they can do kind of whatever they want. Mm-hmm. If it was just a normal wrestling match, I don't think it would have been as great. Yeah, and it makes sense to make it that type of match because I mean, they're supposed to be angry. It's supposed to be fucking revenge and shit. So, I mean, it ain't going to be no... It's not supposed to start off with no collar elbow tie-up and shit, you know? <laughs> now, uh, I just don't want neither this of them to end. It's full count anywhere. It's full count anywhere. I don't want this thing to end in the ring, though, somehow. Mm. No, what you were saying, AJ? <laughs> no, I'm saying that I think that you, you're right. Like, this is a personal match. Like, mm. they hate each other. <laughs> so, it should be with weapons and all that stuff. Plus, Shane McMahon's not a good wrestler, so the only way that they can protect him is with weapons and chairs and garbage cans and all that other stuff. Um, 
You know, I, I think this match is going to surprise people. I think it's yeah. going to be better than what people think it is. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I think the Miz is winning. Yeah. Um, his reality show starts the next night. So, yeah, I think he's winning. And then, I mean, that's truth evident since Shane's been back. He All the WrestleMania matches he had has been pretty good. And they all have had, except for the one with uh, AJ, I think, they all had a stipulation, right? Uh, I, I think AJ, I don't think it had an announced stipulation, but uh, they did fight on the outside, like through the announce table and all that. Yeah, but that's a typical Shane trope anyway. <laughs> yeah. But uh, next, oh, yeah, next, if we're all good there, mm-hmm. the women's tag titles, Sasha Banks and Bailey defending against Beth Phoenix and Talia versus Nia Jackson Tamina and the Iconics. Um, I think it's going to be a good match. I'm yeah. gonna go with Banks and Bailey, though. Yeah, um, just kind of yeah. like uh, going off of uh, you know everybody is proposing that they're gonna have the four horse women all in the ring, clusterfuck hug, circle jerk thing with all the belts. But um, a lot of fan, uh, you know, input and rumors and everything saying that the Iconics might take it. What do you think if that is true? I wouldn't care. Uh, I think there's zero. Zero percent. Well, if they if they do, no. Here's here's why you can't have them win it. Mm-hmm. These these are the newest belts the WWE has. Mm-hmm. You have to establish them with credibility. The mm-hmm. Iconics look. I like them. They're very nice to look at. They're not good wrestlers. Let's not lie to ourselves here. Mm-hmm. They are awful as wrestlers. So to me, it has to be Sasha and Bailey. They have to win this match. And they have to keep these belts for a long time because eventually when they lose, that has to set up the Sasha Bailey feud. So this has to be drawn up. These are Sasha's belts. I mean, she just told a story on in, in England where she did the article in England where she said that she went up to Vince that I want these belts. So these are her belts. And she even said that if me, if I couldn't come back from my injury, I wanted the Iconics to win them first if it weren't for me and Bailey. So she's already even saying, I can also know who's going to win. Now, because of that, maybe there is a chance the Iconics win the belt, but I think the Iconics will win these belts down the road. Not yet. Okay. So I think Sasha Bailey wins. I think, I think no, I no, they're not going to lose at SummerSlam because they're going to fight Trish and Lita at SummerSlam. So they're not going to lose to Trish and Lita, especially in Trish's hometown. But, they're going to do TakeOver San Jose against EO and Kyrie. Then they're going to do SummerSlam against Trish and Lita. So what this is, is it's the Sasha Banks-Bailey dream match tour. Mm-hmm. They're going to push for Natty and Beth. They're going to get EO and Kyrie. They're going to get Trish and Lita. I think they lose it at Evolution 2 if that actually happens to the Iconics at that point. Okay. I can see that. That's my prediction. And I'm not opposed to that. And you was talking about credibility and whatever. Out of the names that was announced in there, I mean, other than, uh, you know, I give it to Natalia and Beth, you know, on the status of one of his uh, Hall of Famer and one has been around uh, longer, I think, than any of those announced in that match. And, you know, you know, the legacy of her family and whatnot. That's the only thing that you could go with if you're talking about credibility, right? Because you want Tamina and Nia to win that? Or you won't. Who else? Tamina and Naya have zero chance of winning this belt. Neither does Natty and Beth. It's more of a, a moment for them. The Iconics eventually will get the belt, but it won't be now. Sasha and Bailey are not losing these belts for a while because 
they're also TV movers. Well, at least Sasha is. Yeah. So Fox, dual branded stuff. I don't think that, you know, Sasha's losing the belt. She has a shoot with Fila coming out yeah. that weekend. And she's on Wendy Williams the week, the day after WrestleMania. So she's not going to not be on Wendy Williams without that belt. So she's, they're not losing these belts. So that's my prediction. All right. What we got next, my man? Samoa Joe versus Rey Mysterio for the United States Championship. If it's now, I'm going to say if it's just these two, regardless, I'm going with Samoa Joe. But I don't think it's just going to be these two. By the time this podcast released, unless it's released tomorrow, but uh, I I think somehow because Andrade and Ray are fighting Tuesday on SmackDown, I could see Andrade getting in there. And like we said before the podcast, I wouldn't mind if maybe Ali or even Kevin Owens got in there. You know, I I was honestly for months. I think I've even said this to you, Rob. I was really banking on a United States ladder match, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that much talent. Yeah. Well, like, um, like you said, you know, still a week left, still two shows that had to come on this week. Things could change. But if it's indeed still a one on one match by time uh, Mania rolls around, I'm I'm I want Joe to keep it. But I'm really leaning towards Ray because they keep bringing up on commentary that this would make him a Grand Slam champion. And that would just further add to the legacy of his career. So I'm going to lean toward Rey Mysterio in this instance, if it's indeed still a one-on-one match. Uh, my prediction is Rey Mysterio is going to win, whether it's a one-on-one or a fatal four-way or a six-pack challenge. I think Rey Mysterio is going to uh, win this belt, and I think it's eventually going to set up hair versus mask, Andrade versus Rey Mysterio. Yeah, I, I think Rey Mysterio will lose his mask. And that's when he leaves, he retires and he goes into the Hall of Fame. So I, yeah, I think Ray Mysterio is winning this match. And I think you said it, Rob, the Grand Slam stuff. They only keep talking about that if it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't going to happen, they wouldn't bring it up. Yeah. Or they wouldn't even put it in that situation because, I mean, the same thing fucking happened with Roman. He had no business or nowhere to be around the Intercontinental title. And it was like, hey, buddy. Come on over here real quick and get this belt. <laughs> you want to be a Grand Slam champion? <laughs> and um, I think but, uh, the same next, thing happened with Randy Orton, too. Yeah, last year with the United States title. Mm-hmm. All right, what we got next? But, uh, next, Bobby Lashley versus Finn Balor, which all the WrestleMania posters have Balor advertised as Demon. So I'm, I'm looking at one they, right now. They were... <laughs> They'd be dumb if they didn't do Balor as the Demon because they've already done Lashley and Balor at least 85 times. So I'm going to go with Demon Finn Balor winning. Uh, same thing because, I mean, this is what we've all been anticipating since Finn been called up to the main roster. We've been waiting for, what, three WrestleManias now for him to come out in the Demon paint, and we have been denied the past two Manias. Um, so the one he was injured, right? So he couldn't do it there. The second one he did the uh, and then last year he did the LGBT elemental P stuff, which was cool. I, I have nothing against that, and um, I'm sorry if I offended you by not using the correct acronym and letters. And um, here we are this year. We finally got him a, a title belt. We finally got him healthy and being on the WrestleMania card. And um, I think we might see the demon for once at WrestleMania. 
Uh, 100%. You guys nailed it. I mean, it's Demon Dollar. He's going to win. Um, you know, I, I don't see the, there's no other point to this match other than Demon Dollar because they've had this match 50 times mm-hmm. and none of them have been good. So, yeah, Demon Dollar, four hours of paint. He wins. Crowd goes crazy. It's about WrestleMania. Yeah. I mean, next. <laughs> yeah. I love Demon Dollar, but this is not a match I care about. Yeah. Now, wait. Now, so you know, because this is a lot of matches on this card. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if we remember, last time Balor was the Demon was this year at SummerSlam, and he squashed Corbin. Mm-hmm. Do you potentially see this being another squash match for the Demon? Or do you think they're actually going to go like 10, 10 minutes? I mean, it could be. No, I, mean, I think it's good. Yeah, you're good. But, no, no, I, I, I was going to say, I think it's a squash, because the story will be oh my God, Lashley didn't know what to do. It's the demon. I mean, how many demon matches other than the Seth Rollins match haven't been squashes? The AJ Styles one. Uh, yeah, because, yeah, well, yeah, but AJ Styles, I he think didn't, that's He wasn't demon. AJ Styles. He wasn't demon against AJ Styles. He wasn't? No, nah, he was. No, he's only it. been demon twice. Oh, he was? Yeah, he was. Yeah, so he, he was, he's, oh, okay. he's been called up. He was the demon against Rollins. Was Rollins is very credible. Mm-hmm. Then he was against Bray Wyatt, and I'm pretty at. Uh, no, he wasn't. No, 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 no. No, because Bray Wyatt got replaced by AJ, I believe, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so Finn kept the paint. So yeah, F- yeah. So I no, 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 no. He no, no, no. Here's what happened. No, I think both could be true though. He lost to Bray Wyatt the Sunday before SummerSlam on Raw. And on SummerSlam, he came out as a demon and beat Bray Wyatt in like three minutes. He also might have come out as a demon versus AJ. But I remember, if you go back and watch SummerSlam, the SummerSlam where Sasha beat Alexa Bliss for the title, he did come out as the demon. Yeah, uh, AJ versus Finn Balor, TLC 2017. He had the face paint on. I'm looking at it right now. Okay, so he did come out. He's he's undefeated. He's undefeated with the paint. Obviously against AJ, who's another credible performer. He's not going to squash him, but Bray, who's not as credible, and Baron, who was incredible, he squashed. So I could definitely see this being a squash. Mm-hmm. They have to have a squash on, and this honestly makes sense. You put the demon on, he's good. Yeah, because I but mean they, next- they have so many matches and whatever, and you know they just got to have something to give everybody. Because I know everybody want to see the freaking paint and the big grandiose entrance at WrestleMania. Uh, next, yep. I'm honestly looking forward to this one. I know maybe you guys aren't. These next two, actually, I'm really looking forward to for some reason. But Triple H versus Batista. No vote bars. Triple H's career on the line. I'm going Triple H because Batista's made it vocally known in thousands of interviews. He wants his last match to be against Triple H. So, and especially with obviously Triple H's career on the line. So mm-hmm. it's going to be Triple H. I hope this is good. I just hope this is, I'm happy they did no hold bar. This is just going to be a slob knocker. That's what they need to do. Kind of like what they did with Brock Lesnar and Goldberg two years ago, mm-hmm. just beating the shit out of each other. That's what they need to do here if they want it to be a good match, in my opinion. But I'm going Triple H. Yeah, I feel Triple H might win as well. Um, Correct me if I'm wrong. HR may remember, but didn't we, I don't know if it was our show, but I remember hearing on somebody's podcast or some kind of news report that Triple H signed 
uh, a freaking performance contract all the way up and through 36, I believe. Yeah. Um, Triple H has no plans of retiring. And one of the things he wants to do is his last match. He wants to put over an NXT star. Mm-hmm. Like he wants to wrestle at a takeover where whoever he decides to end his, his mat, his career with, you know, he's going to end it against an NXT person because NXT is his baby. So he's going to beat Batista. As Nick just pointed out, Batista has given this ending away for the last three years mm-hmm. because all he keeps talking about is, I want to have my last match with Triple H at WrestleMania. Well, that's what this is. Batista's last match against Triple H. Yeah. You really think Triple H's last match? I, I agree with the NXT part, but do you really think it's going to be at a takeover? You don't think it'll be like a WrestleMania as well? No. Yeah, I do. So, oh, okay. like, let's even uh, let's even look at that uh, real quickly. How how do you think it would be? Like, um, you know, he would put his self on the line, his career on the line against an NXT guy at a takeover. Is that going to be coupled with a Hall of Fame induction solo? Because I know he's going to get one. Or would it be like this would be the end of Triple H completely as like an on-air personality? Triple H is going to be like a six-time Hall of Famer, let's just be honest. <laughs> Triple H can be a 25-time Hall of Famer because he's Triple H. Mm-hmm. So he should yeah. be a Hall of Famer for NXT. He should be a Hall of Famer for Degeneration X. He should be a Hall of Famer for, for a Hall of Famer for Evolution. He should be a Hall of Famer for I don't know the game. I mean, he, I, I think Triple H, Vince McMahon, Stephanie being in the Hall of Fame is kind of stupid. Like none of them yeah. need to be in it because they are the WWE. So yeah. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. I, I kind of look at it the same way. It's just like, I know he's going to always have his hand in something, whether it be on TV or not TV or whatever. And for him to kind of like be inducted into the Hall of Fame while he's doing all that stuff is kind of weird. You know, even when they had um people as active competitors still having matches as a Hall of Famer is still kind of weird to me. You know, I think Vince McMahon will ultimately be in there, but that'd be long after he's dead, though. Vince McMahon's going to go in the, the year after he dies, just like Eddie Guerrero did. Mm-hmm. All right, what we got next? AJ Styles versus Randy Orton. Guys, like I said it on the last podcast, after that promo, Orton and Styles cut that initiated this match for some reason. I'm really looking forward to this one. And, you know, you can't really say which way it's going to go because there's been times when Orton still this late in his career wins big matches that you don't think he should win. Mm-hmm. So I could see this going both ways, but I'm, I'm going to go with AJ Styles. But you, you we're going to see some crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to go with AJ Styles as well, but I think Nick, man, you're like a suit there. I think this might be the best match on the card. And yeah, the reason is these are two of the best wrestlers of all time in the ring. Mm -hmm. And they know that there's a lot of hype on so many other matches. And these two are just crazy enough to go out there and say, fuck it. We're going to steal the show. So, um, 
This is this is going to be my sleeper pick for match of the night. I think this is going to be a Seth Rollins, Randy Orton, WrestleMania 31 type match. Mm-hmm. I think this is going to be great. AJ's going to win. That's my prediction. Yeah. What's AJ WrestleMania record since he came to this company? He lost to Jericho. He lost one. He yeah. lost to Jericho. And I think, yeah, he's won the other two, yeah. Okay. Um, oh. Tom, before you go really quick. Speaking of Jericho, because I watched Dallas's yesterday. Jericho, first off, I think he goes underrated as not being one of the greatest of all time. But Jericho's that guy, huh? Jericho's faced all the big dudes in the world. Whether it's like Kenny Omega, he was AJ's first feud in WWE. Chris Jericho's fought freaking everyone. Yeah. I just had to say that really quick. Yeah, he, he he's going to go down as one of the greatest. Um... I don't know. I kind of feel like it can go either way, man. Um, you know, and we talk about matches with uh, Randy Orton involved and whatnot. I believe he is, um, you know, he's Hall of Fame caliber, you know, just because of, you know, his whole stint in the WWE. He has achieved plenty of milestones, what, what 13, 14 time champion or whatever the case may be. But I kind of feel like whatever opponent that he's in there with, I mean, he gets his shit in, but like the other person is doing the most of the work. If that makes any sense? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. they're going to have a good match, but it's going to be, you know, AJ doing all the heavy lifting, I feel like. I mean, the only things that really come to my mind as far as Randy Orton, where he fucking did something, you know, to really go over the top and contribute is that one time. What, he fell off a ladder, I believe? No, that was Edge. Never mind. So, scratch that. He fell on them thumbtacks. I remember that. And then, damn, what the fuck else? I, I can't recall. He fell on that TV monitor on that table, you know? Well, he did go through the table for Kofi. Yeah, yeah, true at that. Madison Square Garden. True that. You're right. Um, he did. I mean... Randy, here's the thing. Randy Orton, I know you don't like him, Rob, and I don't, I'm not a big fan. I mean, I think he's a great wrestler, but he's so boring at times. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, his, just what he does, but he's great in the ring. I mean, yeah. he's great in the ring. And that promo, I agree with Nick. I did not give a shit about this match. And then I heard that promo, I'm like, oh my God, these two might tear the house down. Mm-hmm. Like, I really want to see it. Like, when Randy Orton talked about indies, and I was, I was into it, man. I got into this match. I yeah. really did. Yeah. I mean, yeah it was I just, great. The promo was I fantastic. Yeah, like, like, Orange kind of proved the point. Like, Orange really been there forever. He's mm-hmm. done that. That really isn't the house AJ Styles built. That's literally Randy Orange. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, and I, I, I dug, I, I've heard the promo as well, and I've dug everything that they both said. Um, as far as delivery wise go, I mean, Orton delivered it in, uh, you know, typical Orton fashion, you know, I am, ben, ben, uh, I am Randy Orton, uh, Vipers, hiss, hiss. And AJ, I mean, his country twang ass, man, he, he delivered some good content. It was just the way he delivered it and whatnot. It just kind of, it throws you off. But, I mean, you just have to really listen to what the fuck he's saying, you know? I thought it was legit when Orin called him out doing the quick sign. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, you talk, about all the, but, uh, you talk about all I, my indie friends or whatever, but they all surrounding you right now. Hey, baby. 
And I was like, yeah, no, you're right. But uh, next, we got Reigns and McIntyre. I think this is another sleeper. Yeah, this is going to be gonna pretty go good. I'm going to go with Reigns. But one thing I want to say about this, I was listening to it on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Everyone's kind of, people were saying, like, before you look into it, everyone's pissed. Because everyone knows McIntyre is going to be that dude. He's probably going to be Rollins' first feud after the title. And it's like, really, you're going to bury McIntyre like that? But if you think about it, this is a big match for Drew. Mm-hmm. Roman Reigns is the only guy, I'm pretty sure, to main event four straight WrestleManias. Essentially, it's kind of like how it was with Punk. Like, when he was bitching about it being Cena and Rock. Like, if you're not going to be in the title match nowadays, facing Reigns in a single match of Mania, I feel like it's just as good. Because Reigns is the guy. You know? Mm-hmm. But with Reigns going through everything he just came back from, there's no way Reigns loses. Yeah. I, but you never know. Yeah, I feel the same way. And then it could be like how they always done kind of with Reigns or whatever. You know, they just put him under a pile of shit for him to just ultimately prevail in the end. You know, it, this could lead to a series of matches because we know WrestleMania to be the end all be all and the genesis of certain freaking feuds as well. But I'm going to go with Reigns for right now until I'm proven wrong. <laughs> I'm actually going the other way. I'm going to go with Drew McIntyre. Yeah, and I, I have no qualms with uh-huh. that because I mean, because this could go either way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I won't. Whoever wins, I think I'm going I'm to be hyped for. <laughs> now, do I think that Reigns will get his win at some point? Yes. Yeah. But I think this is Drew McIntyre. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm down with that. What we got next? Uh, we kind of spoke on it briefly, but Daniel Bryan and Kofi Kingston for the title. Even though, you know, what the king over there said, I got to hope that doesn't happen, especially. I just can't picture that seriously, Brock raising that and title in the air. But um, I, I'm going with Kofi, just clean fashion. Please, Kofi. Pretty, pretty please. Because this would be by far, I mean, I've been to, well, this would be my fourth WrestleMania, and this would make it the the best ever out of the four that I've been to. I mean, even though the first one was like awesome because it was my first one and it was on my birthday, but to have Kofi win here at this event to be in attendance for something like that with no shenanigans would be fucking awesome. Uh, I think Kofi has to win. I think if you're going to make this whole story and he loses, that would be stupid. He has to win this match. Um, and I think it'll be one of the best WrestleMania moments of all time because I hate the you deserve it chant in sports entertainment or wrestling, but he actually does deserve it. Yeah. He really does. <laughs> I mean, he does. He deserves it. Can't say anything else about him. He deserves it. Yeah. And it's just like, uh, fuck it. Yeah. He got to win. He got to win. He has to. <laughs> Pretty he please. Got He's got it. Even if he wins the belt, if he wins, I just wish he wouldn't be raising that dumb title. Yeah, even if he wins here, like Kofi's going to make history, the first African American WWE champion, and he's not even holding the legit title. That bothers me. Yeah, I mean, even if he wins here and he fucking loses it on freaking Tuesday, I wouldn't care. I just want him to win there with no shenanigans. (laughs) That way, he wins there. He goes to SmackDown. He comes out with the legit belt. Celebrate for a little bit. And, you know, he can lose a fucking match. I don't give a damn. 
<laughs> but wait a minute, Nick, you said it's not the real title. That is the WWE title, not the Universal title. <laughs> oh, no, you know what I mean, that Daniel Bryan version. Mm-hmm. I just feel like after all them years, you know, waiting and waiting for an African American to win, and that it, it's that title. Yeah, the second one, because we have already had one. Yeah but everybody doesn't count him because he's half Samoan. And so say they play up that stereotype on television. So he's not really black. Uh, you're talking about rock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, anything else on that match? No. Kofi needs to win. All right. Next. Probably my favorite match of the night. Cause I'm just looking forward to find, hopefully finally universal champion, Brock Lesnar versus Seth Rollins. The reason I say that is because Seth Rollins is my favorite wrestler. So I'm obviously being biased and just Seth Rollins. But uh, one thing I want to throw out there is this match has already happened. Rob, we were there yeah, for it. We but obviously, there. like we said, that's when Rollins was a heel for playing like the chicken shit character. So I'm really excited. And, I'm, and then it got interrupted by Undertaker. I'm really excited to see how this one goes. You know, and I think we were saying this last time, Brock enjoys. I think, Adrian, you might have been the one to say it. Rock's the one who enjoys doing matches with guys like Rollins, Dowler, and Styles. Am I correct? Is that you? Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. He does. He he loves working the little guys because they sell for him so well. And he's also somebody who he hasn't really had great matches since he's come back with big guys other than Reigns. Mm-hmm. And so for him, all his good matches since he's returned have been with smaller guys, Punk, Brian. Yeah, and, Finn, and then even AJ, like even the small you know time frame matches that he had with Goldberg, you know, other than you know that was fun, you know, it was quick and to the point, you know. Who do you guys got? Um, in my heart of hearts, I want Rollins to win, but I would not be shocked if Goldberg keeps it. I mean, Goldberg, uh, fucking Lesnar. <laughs> Is this a triple threat that we don't know about? Yeah, he going he has the um, old man in the bank shit, and he gonna cash in. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm going to hope, like both of you, that Seth Rollins wins this match. But I'm actually going to pick Brock Lesnar, and here's why. Again, this is another inside oh, kind of tidbit. Mm-hmm. So. One of the biggest frustrations that the WWE has had with Seth Rollins is that his merchandise doesn't sell like the top star in the company. He's actually currently number six mm-hmm. behind Braun Strowman, Roman Reigns, AJ Styles, and John Cena. Mm-hmm. So with all the effort they put into Seth Rollins, they thought this guy would be better. So I just wonder if that holds him back. I'm still going to, I'm going to pick Brock Lesnar just to be different. I hope Seth Rollins wins. <laughs> Yeah. And, and then, you know, his merchandise is kind of whack. Hey, hey, don't say that. I have <laughs> I have his, I have his shirt. Do you have the um, the new one? The SSNR one? Yeah. Yeah. Uh see, I I had prob- Did you say that? You say that? But I think Rollins, in my opinion, maybe besides Bauer has the best merchandise. The reason why is because you can wear a Seth Rollins or a Finn Balor shirt and no one instantly assumes it's a WWE shirt too. That's what I kinda like about it. Yeah. And then I can't I couldn't read I, 
I couldn't read that uh, Seth Rollins shirt when it, <laughs> the one with the letters on it or whatever. I didn't know how what order you read the letters in. So uh, you know, me being funny and a black guy, I was like, it's still for Steph. It's a, it's still for Seth freaking Rollins, and then you read the in last, and that would be the n word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that was just me being a cheeky black guy. But anyway, is that it? Is that all the matches besides the triple threat? Well, and I think we're all agreeing on Becky, but two things I want to throw out there. What do we think is going to happen with the tag title? So I guess we'll start with Raw. Tomorrow you got the Revival versus Ricochet and Black for the title. Do we see a title change and a potential match at Mania? And if so, if it's going to be on the pre-show. The reason why I think if it's even, say, just these four and Mania, I really don't see it being pre-show because of Aleister Black and Ricochet. We all know Revival's pre-show material, and I'll be honest, I might get criticism from this. I don't see I don't see the big deal with the Revival. I think they're good, but they hype themselves up a lot, and so do other people. But maybe I don't see it. Maybe I'm just going to watch them once. I ain't going to hate on the craft, because I'm obviously not doing it. Mm-hmm. But what do you guys think about the Raw title? Is it even going to be on the card? I think the Raw title change hands tomorrow night. I think Ricochet and Alistair win. I think at NXT you get NXT tag champs versus WWE um, Raw tag champs. I think Ricochet and Alistair Black win win those belts as well. And I think they go into WrestleMania with... um, Here's my prediction. At WrestleMania, they go in with both sets of titles. The Revival are going to win at WrestleMania... And they're going to only keep the NXT titles and go back to NXT. There's my weird prediction. <laughs> that that's very weird. Yeah, that's very weird. I, w- I know. If that happened, I and I would be like one of those like finger on the head scratching moments. And but I, w- I guess I wouldn't. Complain. I, I will say this though: your your um your opinion of the revival, Nick, is um we all we might follow this person on Twitter, but I'll shout him out, Nick. Nick Giacob or Nick yeah. G. Yeah. Um, he's a huge, he's a huge revival fan. And I would always tell him the story because I'm a lot older than him that, you know, the revival try very hard to be Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard, right? Like that's who they're trying to be. Mm-hmm. But Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard were part of the four horsemen and Tully Blanchard is one of the best talkers ever. So is Arn Anderson. Actually, both of them are. And they had a charisma about them that the Revival on a main roster setting just do not have. They're going to do great in NXT where all you have to do is have really good matches and get over with your match work. But on Raw, where it has to be of a personality or merchandise or larger than life, I knew they would struggle on the main roster. And you know what? Again, she's becoming quite the little Vince McMahon politician but, you know, a lot of their success on the main roster, they have to owe, they have to owe Sasha Banks because she is their biggest supporter and she is always in Vince's office talking about the revival, the revival, the revival. So um, they tear up the house shows. They have classic matches on the house shows with Rude and Gable. But I see Nick's point. Like, I love the revival, but I could see why somebody looks at them and says, okay, they're mechanics. Like, they don't have anything else to them, but they're great wrestlers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I can agree with that. But my prediction is that Ricochet, Black, win the titles and lose them at WrestleMania. <laughs> uh, In the stupidest booking ever. 
Yeah, I I don't know. I I just want to I'll watch that and see how it plays out. I don't really have a prediction on that. I mean, if anything, I mean, if you're gonna give a motherfucker a title shot, uh, Alistair Black and Ricochet, you'd be stupid to not to put it on them. But if you're gonna have a prolonged program or whatever, I mean, maybe they get another opportunity. Because I mean, are they on the main roster or not? Is what I'm trying to figure out. Well, from what I hear at all the full the last full sale tapings when it ended, I think once they. W- Spoil alert for everyone. Um, they obviously they won the Dusty. I don't Classic. know if that happened last. Yeah, did that happen last week on NXT? I believe it's been announced. I'm not 100 percent sure. Okay, but uh, yeah, it did because the War Raiders came out. Yep. Uh, I heard after the tapings, like Ricochet and Black did the whole "Hey, it's been great doing this. We're always NXT" kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I think they're called up from there. They just don't know what brand. Okay. Which I hope they're both SmackDown guys. But yeah. Okay. But uh, all right. So then, what about SmackDown? You think the Usos defend, and if so, against two? I've heard both titles are supposed to be rumored. The rumor was both multi-team, but I just want to see Usos and Hardy. I'm going Usos versus Sheamus and Cesaro versus Nakamura and Rusev versus the Hardys. I, I, I'm cool with that. Fuck it. Why not? And I think the Hardys win. So they can be... Yeah, the Hardys have been... You try to think about it. When they came back two years ago, even though they're older, I still think they got it. They've both been doing well. They debuted back, won the Raw titles at Mania. They have the titles. Jeff gets hurt. Matt does his thing with Bray. Kind of falls off. But then Matt wins the Battle Royal and Mania. So another accolade for him. Then him and Bray win the tag team title together. Another accolade. Jeff wins the United States title, becomes a Grand Slam champion. Mm-hmm. Then Jeff has the, the match with Orton at Hell in a Cell. Like, when they came back, I'll give it on WWE must be high on them because they've, they've had a lot of success in two years. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. We'll see how that plays out. It sounds like the Hardys, in a way, kind of get what they want. Like Jeff said, pretty much, I will do a Hell in a Cell match before I retire. And he just did one like five months ago or whatever. Yeah. Well, I'm down with it. I'm down with the sickness. But is that it? Is that all we got? Triple threat? Yeah, triple threat. Uh, do we really, do we want to get into that? We can get into whoa, that. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on. There's one you forgot. Oh yeah. Now, if we believe, if we believe the the dirt sheet, Cena oh, is yeah. not fighting Kurt Angle, and he has a match at WrestleMania. Hmm. Who is the match again? Elias, <laughs> who is doing a, yeah, so, a musical performance. Yeah, that's what me and Rock said. Is he, the Elias is an option. The fan in me, even though I know both of you are going to be like, "Oh, shut the fuck up, Nick." I wouldn't mind seeing Taker. But uh, I can't. People are speculating Lars Sullivan like it was supposed to be, but I would just be so goddamn random. Mm-hmm. Unless Cena comes out to start the show and is like, "Hey, I'm here, everyone!" and Lars Sullivan comes out and they have a match. That's the only way that can that will happen. But I, I want to hear what you got to go over there, Mister King, because you got a lot of good insights. I want to hear what you got before Rob goes about Cena. 
or what yeah whatever yeah. use the match or yeah so i agree i agree with i think you guys are right i think it's going to be elias but after he beats elias i think Noir sullivan is going to come out and destroy him okay I can, so so are we all not agreeing that was the original match yeah so I'm, what i'm saying so you guys really think this is the first year since wrestlemania 17 that we don't have Undertaker at some point in some way. Uh, yeah. I hope. <laughs> you don't need, he don't need to be there. That's, that's fine. The next time the Undertaker need to show up at WrestleMania is when he walking out on that stage, raising his hand while they play the and all that shit. <laughs> I love how you know the music. <laughs> Okay, so how about this then? So both of you, I want to hear what both of you got. If Taker was to show up at this WrestleMania... I would lose my shit and cry, not because I'm happy, <laughs> but because that motherfucker showed up. <laughs> no, but how would you think... How do you, how do you think he shows up oh if he does? Um, Hopefully he, show, he, he shows, he up. shows up for... I, yeah, go ahead. Well... What what do you think of him showing up for Elias? Yeah, I, or I, I thought that him too. showing up for um. Okay, what if he shows up as people are going to hate this, but he shows up to help Seth Rollins beat Brock Lesnar? Oh my God. I would flip even more shit. I would probably dive off the nosebleed section onto the fucking floor. <laughs> <sighs> so, so, I don't know. That, you got to think if Taker has a retirement match at this point, because I feel I know, no, okay, I'm not going to say I feel I know Taker, but I think we're all in agreement. That tag team match they had at Crown Jewel was terrible. I think the Undertaker knows himself he can't go out like that. So I wouldn't mind seeing him go out with Brock, but maybe like in a different way, not that way, but maybe if Brock could win, maybe he interferes after. I don't know. Or imagine I, if he comes back. Imagine if he comes back and friggin' uh, Tombstone's Kofi when Kofi wins. <laughs> <laughs> or, or what if a lot of people are speculating? What if Balor does squash Lashley and Undertaker comes out for him? Oh yeah, I forgot that was a rumor as well that those two would have some kind of interaction with each other. They could do that, and that could lead to... Because uh, Undertaker is signed for the next Saudi event in May. He's signed to be there. So why not... Build, if he's not going to fight on Mania, maybe build him up for Balor and uh, whatever. You won't, I don't know what the name of the pay-per-view is going to be, but that place. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to see that dude there. But if he shows up, I hope it's just a wham-bam, thank you, ma'am, and he out the fucking door. You don't need to be there for an extended amount of time I mean fuck he's just gonna do his interest and that's gonna take too much time as it is god damn it but it is what it is um Elias is great are, are we you should have had to know it she's like Elias is great he is what 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 people is is uh slipping on right now is is like this dude can go in the ring he has had 
very little matches on the main roster, you always forget that he has fucking entrance music because he's always in the ring playing his motherfucking guitar. And when he actually wins a goddamn... I was just going to say I forget his music. And when he wins a goddamn match and that shit come on, you're like, what the fuck is that? Is somebody coming to the ring about to jump this dude? No, that's his theme music. And it's just like, he has so much talent, but we never get to see it as often. And I wouldn't mind having... Elias have a freaking match and I would also like to have him finish a motherfucking performance for once (laughs) (laughs) you know um, I love Elias as a character and as a performer but his matches absolutely do nothing for me (laughs) they do nothing for me and um, I'm going to say this on a much different level he is like the male version of alexa bliss for me like yeah, yeah, i, I like her saying. i want to see her but her matches do nothing for me mm-hmm. and I, conveniently I, they're hosting together yeah yeah i just there's just something there but yeah so i guess we're down to the main event now aren't we yes we are <laughs> and i mean we already spoke becky. about it in the beginning yeah becky becky it's kind of what we want it's just the after is what we're anticipating. But who's she beating? Um, her boyfriend. I think I'm still going with Becky beats Rhonda. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I kind of see that as well. I mean, from what we're hearing, I mean, it could just be added fuel to the fire to get people hyped for the anticipation of this match. On a serious note, we should have done this podcast Wednesday to see what shenanigans happen Monday and Tuesday. Yeah, that's true. But hey, <laughs> that's true. But I don't think any I don't think any shenanigans happen. I think the six person match on Raw, they win. They beat the Riot Squad. Actually, no, no. Let me take that back. The Riot Squad is going to pin Becky Lynch. That is my prediction. The Riot Squad is going to pin Becky Lynch, and that's going to it's the stupid underdog story even more. So she loses on raw, then she'll win the title. And on SmackDown, I think it'll just be them cutting promos on each other. And to me, Becky is going to win. I think she's going to have the pyro, but people aren't going to like it, but there's that four horse women curtain call is happening. No, because it's too convenient that Charlotte, no, but it's too convenient that Charlotte, Going into WrestleMania, okay, for the last three months, it was on paper, Asuka versus Sonya versus Mandy. Mm -hmm. Mandy's going to win the title, and Sonya is going to turn on her and say, you know what, I'm tired of doing all your dirty work. And it spawns Sonya versus Mandy on SmackDown. And all of a sudden, Charlotte gets the belt. When and I'm going to shout him out because he's one of my Twitter followers and I follow him on Twitter. Mister Sasha Banks is the one who made that render of the four of them with the belt. It made Edge's podcast. The WWE took it, and so to me, it feels like Vince McMahon is booking for Twitter again. <laughs> and I think that's what's going to happen. Mm. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> whatever <laughs> and, and, and it's in, and in all of them, think about it Rob it's New York City where the first version of their curtain call happened in NXT yeah, true 
True enough. True that. Unrelated wrestling note. You guys hear about Nipsey Hussle? Yeah, he he got shot dead. Yeah, I was gonna I I was gonna break that news. I I actually, you know, I was listening to Crenshaw like this morning when I was working out. So you know, Nipsey is actually one of my favorite rappers of this new generation. So yeah, I'm really sad. He was a good guy too. He did a lot for the community in L.A. Damn. You broke the news because I opened Twitter and saw your tweet. <laughs> well, actually, what happened was is he um, he ended up getting shot outside the store. He has a show, store in Crenshaw, a clothing store. Mm-hmm. He got shot um, six times, and there were three people who got shot, and they didn't know if he was the one who got shot or were his friends who got shot, but they said he did get shot. And then, you know, people started to talk on Twitter like, Hey, I think Nipsey's the one who got shot, and he got shot in the head twice. Yes. So, I mean, I don't know, man. I mean, I know there's a lot of conspiracy theories out there that it's not gang related because he was going to do a a pro black documentary on Dr. Shibi and talk about kind of some conspiracy theories about the government, and there yeah. are a lot of rumors. But you know what? It doesn't really matter. Um. You know, it doesn't really matter who did it, how he happened. He, it was sad. He's 33. That's way too young to die. He was positive. Um, you know, he was an entrepreneur. He was. He just made the cover of GQ with Lauren London. I mean, you know, that's his girlfriend. So, yeah, it's sad. Nick, Nick he was a good rapper. He's a really good rapper, too. I think he had the best album last year, in my opinion. Victory Lap. That was the best rap album of 2018. So. Yeah. Sad news. Can we can can we end the show on a lighter note, please? I don't want to go out on yes a dead rap. At seven and seven days at this exact time will be almost four hours into a twenty-five hour WrestleMania. <laughs> <laughs> you guys will be so miserable at ten o'clock. Like, oh my god, there's still another Monday Night Raw episode to go. Huh? I'm gonna have to. I'm honestly, I'm I'm a guy who goes to bed early. Like when wrestling comes mm-hmm. on, like I never make it. Well, raw, I just don't stay up for. But like pay per views when those end at eleven, I'm like, fuck, I'm tired. Yeah, so, man. But maybe being a person will make it easier. Yeah, watch Nick. You you gonna be sitting where you sitting because we didn't get to sit t- together this go around. You gonna look up in the rafters and you gonna just see me up there just waving my arms. You gonna see me with like cartoon style with a stick and a white flag, just like make it stop. <laughs> I'm praying to God. Man. The person next to me doesn't come so you can sit there. Alright. I'm gonna be like, I'm like, there's an open seat. You're just gonna jump to the rafter. Yeah, I'll just I'll freaking uh what was that that boxing match? I'll be the fan man in that bitch. I'm just fucking <laughs> <laughs> I grab somebody dag on a Rusev poster or some shit and I just float down Mary Poppins style and shit. <laughs> but yeah, I'm here, bitches. But yeah, man, I'm very excited. Um, if you happen to be out there in the area, I hope um, I get to put eyes on y'all. Uh, we get to exchange a crisp high five, as I, I'm known to do with people. And um, yeah, um, that's it. And I get to see my wife, Liv Morgan, next week. Yeah, he gets Hopefully. to see Liv Morgan next week. Maybe even Lacey Evans again. Oh. Man, I'll tell you this, Liv Morgan, you talk about somebody who has a really good Twitter following of of men who love Liv Morgan. She she has it. It's her, 
and there's a huge Sonia Sonia Deville fan base too mm-hmm. out there. Yeah. Uh, one of oh, them. Liv Morgan has my heart, especially when she tweeted me that one time. I was like, "Yep, you win. You got my heart, bitch." The the, the one that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Nick. <laughs> you got my heart, bitch. <laughs> and the, the one at the top of the Liv Morgan list next to uh, Nick, they exchanging elbows and shit is Anomaly because Anomaly won't Liv Morgan pretty bad too. <laughs> oh well. I'm gonna make sure then if we take a picture at Access next week, I'm gonna just tweet it to him. Yeah, put it in his DMs. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yep, there you go, bud. <laughs> but all right, man, we can go ahead and wrap it up right here. Um, on behalf of myself, Nick Anacelli, and King Ajar, this has been the WrestleMania Prediction Show, and we hope to hear and see you out at WrestleMania weekend and after and all this stuff. I just don't know what to say. I'm just excited as fuck. I'm just rambling right now. Let's get this shit started. Monday morning, I'm going to be pissed because I got to wake up at 4 o'clock to be to work at 5 and stand there and look at some stupid motherfuckers all day. But that'll be one day down within the next seven days to get me to motherfucking New York, New Jersey so I can fucking party and turn up. Well, I just want to tell both of you, I just want to tell you both of you before we log off, be safe, enjoy yourself at WrestleMania, and if Becky doesn't get out of that building with one belt, please, whatever isn't nailed down, throw it at the ring. I will as throw, long as it doesn't hit her. Yeah, yeah. I, I will I will throw <laughs> I will throw people from the top rafter down to the bottom at the ring. I was <laughs> <laughs> oh, just gonna say I'll throw a rock. Yeah, yeah shit. Please, please yeah. Enjoy yourself, be safe, and and make sure you guys get so, get a lot of sleep the night before. Maybe. Because you guys are going to be in for a long day. Oh, yes. All right. Well, once again. All right. All right. Thank you, gentlemen. And uh, this concludes our episode of Wrestling is Trash. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Wrestling Be Trash on Twitter and Wrestling is Trash on Instagram. And follow all the daily, weekly, monthly, hourly shows on WrestlingIsTrash.com. Bye. (laughs) 